2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Shop John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610.
3: All right, the uh, the Colts trading up for the number one pick. That is, I think, something that Texan fans are still concerned about. And I would say that, that if you're trying to have your concerns... Uh, soothed this Ooh. week. This is not a good week for you. Oh. There's going to be all sorts of smoke coming out of the combine about trades up to number one. That's what Chicago wants. They have the number one pick, they have their quarterback, so they want this to turn into basically an auction. Here was Jim Ursay a couple of weeks ago at Shane Steichen's press conference. Shane Steichen, the new coach of the Colts, at the introductory press conference, talking about the quarterback situation with the Indianapolis Colts.
0: We're not hiding, you know, no one can shy away from the fact. What quarterback means in this league and how we have to look f- going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, um, yeah, a trade back. So um, <laughs> he likes that'll picks. Be a,
2: that'll be a Twitter <laughs> freaking
0: quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll be it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here. Those games, so we're looking forward to, um, to Shane really coming in and utilizing that talent.
3: All right. So the alley, he likes the kid from Alabama.
4: Yeah, and that, uh, which a lot of people. Uh, start, like felt like oh well Ursay's too dumb to throw out smoke so he just totally uh, showed his hand. A
3: lot of theories.
2: A lot yeah. of
4: people. I I felt uh, I felt insulted on behalf of Ursay, who I think uh, Urse might be affected somehow. He might be uh, what's the word? Um, oh, there's a w- old the old phrase that you might be touched a little bit, uh, but he's not not stupid. Yeah. 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 So I think he knew what he was doing. He was just throwing out smoke But this. So you you can't just say, oh, he inadvertently showed his hand, but you can't start to play the wait a second. He knows that, you know, that I know game. And like, what is he trying to get us to think?
3: Yeah. Pat McAfee had a theory on what he thought was going on there. Now this is going to, it's one big cut. So warning, he's going to lead into Daniel Jeremiah talking about what, Daniel Jeremiah thinks the Colts should do. Yeah. But McAfee, this is a Pat McAfee show, Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network, former scout, was on with McAfee yesterday up in Indy, and they were talking about the Colts trading up, and the preamble to this is McAfee saying what he thinks Ursay and Ballard, how that how what led up to that quote we just heard from Jim Ursay.
5: I think Indy is the perfect spot for him. Really? Wow. And Jim really Ursay loves him. Would. Yeah, Jim. Well, versus, but do you
3: but do you think he was just uh-huh. standing
1: so, there? I don't know. Like that would be funny if they decided to use Steichen's press conference as a work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and him and Chris
3: Ballard mm-hmm. are both
1: working in there. That sounded like an off-air conversation that carried into a press conference. because yeah. Chris Ballard does. Because Chris Ballard said, "Or trade back," right? And mm-hmm. Jim goes, oh, "This guy
0: loves
2: picks over
1: here." <laughs> you could hear like Jim and Chris' yeah. conversation off-air taking place up there. Yeah, that guy from Bama looks pretty good. It was like. I think that was Jim telling Chris again yeah. what he said off air. Yeah. on air, but who cares? If you're going to get the number 1, you're going to get the number 1 anyways, which I think the Colts might make a play at some point. I just feel like with them. All right, Ben, hit pause. Right. Hit pause yeah. right there, this
4: Ben. A, we'll
3: we'll play the rest of it. Hit pause right there. This is
4: the issue that I have with what with what McAfee was saying. McAfee was saying like I thought it might be a work, which am i basically like like scripted almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, because it also sounded like the continuation of an off-air conversation. Like, yeah! like That'd be like saying that, like, uh, I don't know, I went in watching Saving Private Ryan thinking that it was uh, a Thing that it was a Hollywood movie, but man, it sure did look like it sure did look like Tom Hanks cared about saving Private Ryan. Boy, I I don't know, man. I just just don't know. Yeah, like that's what happens if it's a work. If you're doing it just to try to throw something out there, then and you pull it off, it should look like something like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess do we come away? So, Does, has McAfee <laughs> clarified anything for us here? No, okay. no.
4: Other than that, I'm not okay. sure he understands the way that that actual fiction Which works. Is ironic because he's a commentator <laughs> for WWE.
3: He's the color analyst. See, that's why he's so good. He thinks that it's all real. I went into this. <laughs> I <laughs>
4: I read uh, I read The Great Gatsby, and I went into it thinking, like, man, uh, this is a work of fiction, obviously. But gosh. They really, it really seemed like this. Uh, can't wait to meet this catch. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> um, so that was, that was McAfee's I, I wish I could remember the plot of any actual theory. thing I've seen. Or if I read it that. in high school,
3: I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like I was forced to read it. Um, so that was McAfee on what led up to Ursa saying what he said. Here's Daniel Jeremiah on his... Actual thoughts about what the Colts should do in this draft. Might make a play at some point? I though? just feel like with them specifically, like of all the teams that could make a trade or go up there for a quarterback,
5: it makes the most sense. Like Carolina, you think? I think even more so for Indy. I, I just think Indy's been on this veteran carousel for so long and trying just the short-term, short-term, yeah. short-term. I think their team's good enough where I don't think they're going to be picking all the way up here again. So this is your shot. You're there. Just just make it happen. Go get the guy. And don't sit there and wait at four and cross your fingers that the guy you like is going to be.
3: But, what are the chances, Seth, that – I think we can all agree Bryce Young is the consensus number one quarterback right now. I know he's a consensus number one pick, but he's a consensus number one quarterback for sure and a very likely number one or number two pick in this draft. I don't think he gets past two probably. Um, what are the chances, though, from what you've seen of C.J. Stroud or, yeah. or we just talked about Anthony Richardson a minute ago, different – Obviously, different reasoning with Richardson because it's more about this super high ceiling of potential than it is the finished, well, somewhat finished product, college finished product that Stroud and Young are. What do you think the chances are one of these guys passes Bryce Young through this process? I
4: think there's a better chance than we think right now. I, I you know, what McLean said and what others have said is the interesting part to me about the combine is this will be the first time that a lot of these executives have had a chance to really be up close and personal with Bryce Young and see him on the field and see how much different he looks than every other guy that they've ever looked at as a as a quarterback. Like, he's that much tinier. And, and, and you know, for because I know there's people out there that think, like, uh, how much of a difference does 20 pounds really make? It makes a big difference. And if you think size doesn't matter at all because the NFL – you know, doesn't allow guys to hit quarterbacks anymore. Then, okay, play it out to an extreme. If you, if your little brother was, uh, was five foot 10, 125 pounds, would you stick him out there on an NFL football field? Of course not. He's going to get demolished. So the size does matter. And if a guy is that much tinier in terms of frame, like a slight frame than they've ever seen before, I think guys, I think there are a lot of teams that might like Bryce Young on film right now, but lose their nerve when it comes to, spending a high, high draft pick on him. Yeah. And end up, and the funny thing about that is, like, I still, I'm really nervous about Bryce Young's size, but I still don't look at that as much of a risk as Will Levis continuing to play like Will Levis. You know, like, just, I guy can play. People are going to fall in love with Will Levis's size in a good way, you know, which, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Like I told you yesterday, I see, I've seen this multiple times now, People say, "Well, you know, I just don't know about Bryce Young's size. He does everything else perfect, but you know, you know, Will Levis. Sure, he had a disappointing season, uh, but he's the, but he's he was banged up a lot. (laughs) Like, okay, well, like, how much is his size helping him if he can't play well when he's banged up? Because that's the other thing I would say about NFL players." I. I don't accept it as an excuse that a quarterback didn't play well because he was banged up. Because you know what good NFL quarterbacks do? They play well when they're banged up. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's not an excuse that he had a little tweak or something like that. My first instinct is maybe Will Levis isn't that tough. Went to he, his mom went to Yale, his dad went some he's a rich kid. He went to some fancy prep school and now he and he's then,
3: from the great state of Connecticut.
4: Yeah, exactly. One what of the foofiest school, uh foofiest states there is. <laughs> Did he go to a prep school or it's uh, this high school he know. went to it sounds like a prep school. I don't know, I'll look it up. But, but I know a lot of on t- uh where he went to school. A lot of those town names in uh, Connecticut sound like fancy prep schools and what it's are the talking about towns. I lived in
3: Simsbury, that's a hard scrabble <laughs> name right Right there. Hey, uh,
4: on Winterset hey, Lane. Hey, where are you from? Simsbury. Simsbury. Yeah. What street did you live on?
3: Winterset Lane? What? What's it to you? That's what I say to people when they ask me. What's it to well, you? Well, where'd Bill O'Brien go? He went I don't know, like Exeter or something like that. Like something it was
4: he like, went to an actual like, prep, he school. Went to a yeah. prep school, yeah. But he got like a scholarship. Oh no, there.
3: Will Levis went to Xavier High School. It's a Catholic school that Jeff Bagwell went to.
4: Oh. Oh bagwell. Jeff Bagwell went from to an
3: it. actual blue collar Connecticut town. Yeah. Had did he get a get work. Did
4: he get a scholarship to play soccer and baseball?
3: Bagwell, who, who Bag ba- Bagwell Xavier? was a soccer player. He was right? a great soccer player yeah.
4: in high school. Yeah,
3: yeah, he beat he beat our high school his senior year. All right. Well, Scored the fact
4: that Bagwell went there
3: makes me
5: feel. A little Xavier's bit not about Xavier's
3: it. not a prep school. It's like a Catholic school. Okay. So, oh, yeah. like a Catholic school, like, like a, a like a ca- normal, like a normal Catholic high school. school. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a fancy Catholic school. Right, 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 okay. right. Yeah,
4: yeah. All right, I'll accept that.
3: Okay. I mean, he's still from Connecticut. I get what you're saying, and I don't <laughs> buy the like, oh
4: Will Levis was banged up. No, he was out on the football field. Produce. I don't want to hear any whining. You know what you see a quarterback on a Monday in the NFL covered head to toe in ice bags. Like yeah. it's just, it's absurd how banged up and injured those guys are.
3: Um you like Chris Ballard's conference uh, com, com, constant referencing of the media in his answers i don't
4: i don't like it i look forward to like listening for it yeah but it's almost i never see a press conference where he doesn't mention something about how the media is going to write about something or what twitter is going to say i feel like he's got to back off the social media a little bit
3: he's and he's always he does a lot of answers where he gets a question where it's an off shucks kind of question he's like look you guys know me yeah you know me you know what I'm gonna say. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's yeah, I think he's got rabbit ears.
4: It's hard not to it's easy advice to give to not worry about all that stuff, but I but it is it's hard to follow that advice, but I, I think it is vital that you at some point separate yourself from it. You can't always be anticipating like how people are going to respond to whatever move you're ma- going to make as a GM because you're going to make some unpopular moves.
3: Right. I, th- I think a lot of them listen. I think it's, it's not that they listen. It's okay. How much do, the, do they let it affect them?
4: Right. You know? Well, because you do have to manage it. Some you know you gotta figure. And Nick came on our
3: show and referred to Kuchanistan the last time. Yeah, came on. and he
4: said it way better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I have to still look at a piece of paper sometimes to say Kuchanistan yes. or a, especially a Kuchanistani. Yes, even like so Bob Slowick, a proud Kuchanistani. Yeah, uh, like I, I I would never want him to know that I have to look at a piece of paper Absolutely. to figure it out. Do you know our? Uh, we had come up with a Kyrgyzstanistani flag for for, I think for our a boss t-shirt. wants to make t-shirts.
3: Yeah, yeah, for it, Kyrgyzstan. It feels
4: weird because in some way it feels like a, it's going to be a polarizing. I feel like people are going to think we're saying more than we actually are. Yeah, and somehow make it political. It, it'll get us in trouble. It's going to some. Way. I feel yeah. like somehow it could get canceled for uh, for like. Being racist or xenophobic, when in fact I love the Kupshanistani people. If,
3: and yet if they'll duke us a dollar a shirt. I'm they are a proud,
4: it. they are a proud people, the Koop the Kupshanistani. They are, they should be. They I run feel a hell like of hell yeah, offense. I'll gentrify their neighborhood, don't get me wrong, but uh, a proud people.
3: <laughs> they are proud folk, led by their president, Bobby Slowick. Um So uh, here is James Palmer. We just talked about the Colts possibly moving up. Here is James Palmer, who's at the Combine in Indianapolis, our good friend, former uh, CSN Houston reporter, now part of the NFL Network friend of the show, on the possibility of the Texans moving up to number one.
5: The people I've talked to, I'm not sure if they really believe the Texans are in play to move up from two to one, just with Casario's thinking, with D'Amico Ryan's thinking in terms of where he came from. There's a lot of talk out of that building, Andrew, of we just went with the 49ers to the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy. There is a lot of rebuilding that has to happen with the Houston Texans. They know they have needs across the board, and it is interesting because they know within the division, there might be a little bit different mindset with the Indianapolis Colts, who their general manager, Chris Ballard, has been very clear if it's the guy you want at quarterback, you move heaven and earth to get him. Could they be jumped to number one by the Indianapolis Colts, and there they are at number two? But you heard also what Nick had to say about being able to have options with what you have. And he also talked about having options with the type of quarterback you get. He used the Philadelphia Eagles as a perfect example of the quarterback that you end up selecting because he said all of these quarterbacks in this draft the ones at the top that could be in play for them at two are very different in terms of how they play the game how they are built use the Eagles as an example of how you change your offense to cater to the strengths of your quarterback and that's the approach that they would like to have which gives you the inclination that they are open to maybe more than one of these guys at number two
3: Okay, now here, we just had an interesting development happen while we were listening to James Palmer talk there. Um, some news coming out here from multiple sources. Jalen Carter, who is at the top of a lot of big boards as the number one player in this draft, potential number one pick Yeah, the actual, like, if, if,
4: if quarterbacks weren't such a big deal, then Jalen Carter might be the, he the might best be the number overall one guy. player. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and he still may be the number one overall pick, but that took, we'll see, a bit of a hit, at least for now. Yeah. Um, especially when the combine starts tomorrow, Uh, the drills. Uh, Jalen Carter is subject of an arrest warrant in Athens, Georgia, after being implicated by police for racing in the crash that took the life of a former teammate and Georgia staffer. And if you don't recall that story, um, there um, there was an accident back shortly after the national championship game, after Georgia won the national championship, um, back on uh, January 15th, 2023, earlier this year, or, you know, obviously earlier this year, fatal crash that occurred in Athens. Um, and Carter is um, Carter's being cited for reckless driving and racing. And in that incident, a Georgia football player, and I've, I apologize, I don't recall the name off the top of my head, and a female staffer that was in the car with the deceased Georgia football player um, it was a racing incident. and Apparently Jalen Carter was part of this in some way. Yeah. Um, I got to read the actual citation during the break, um, but that's not good for the number one overall pick on the day that begins his first job, the, the first day of the biggest job interview well, of his life. And then
4: that's another one too, where I think that was already a concern with um, him in some respects, just is as, as far as where his maturity level was, Um you know, his teammates have stood up for him when people have mentioned some of the character stuff. Um, but there's different, you know, there's different levels of it. It's, with some guys where people gush about their maturity or, or or what have you, that hasn't necessarily been the case with Jalen Carter. And then obviously this is way more serious.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, it says involved. I mean, like yeah. What's
4: the involvement? They, they, and what they, is it? Yeah. Uh,
3: I mean, I've, I'll 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 do I'll do a quick version of it here. Then yeah, I'll give it read it In the next break, the investigation found that Chandler Lacroix, the driver of the 2022 Ford Expedition, and Jalen Carter, driver of a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly after leaving downtown Athens, weaving in and out of lanes, getting up to 104 miles per hour mm. in an incident that wound up with two people dying. So I'll read this more during the break, but that's a big development here that does. I mean, you know, it's I mean, obviously, there's human lives involved with yeah. the car crash, but as far as the draft goes. This has a direct impact on the Texans as to, A, whether they were looking to take Jalen Carter or, B, hoping the Bears would take Jalen Carter and leave Bryce Young for them.
4: Well, and this is another thing, too, where, you know, I think some people might have a knee-jerk reaction to stuff like that where you're like, okay, well, the consequences obviously are horrific. Except that also they might say, like, okay, look, guys, this is something that people, like, kids are going to drag race or drive recklessly or what have you. Yes, that's true. But you also don't, those aren't necessarily the kids that you want to give uh, 20 million guaranteed to. Right. Like, that's right. a whole like right. Boys will be boys, except that the ones that you want to give 20 million, 30 million guaranteed to, uh, you, you kind of want them to be the guys that can set aside the, uh, the most boyish behavior. Especially yeah.
3: when it's happening a week after you won the national championship and knowing you got the combine coming up in less than a month. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Well, All people right.
4: are really upset with the, uh, the idea that, that we're entertaining. Nick Casario taking Anthony Richardson. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well,
3: at least it moved them one way or the other. It's a,
4: no, because it doesn't. It does. It does not fit the mold for what Nick typically talks yeah, about. I don't think he's taking. No, that. but I think one of the things though is that. Um, yeah, we're kind of talking about, like, what do you think people are going to read into it? Yeah. But I think you're also – people are presuming that there's no room for improvement with Anthony Richardson. Yep. When he talks about that. It would have to be with an assumption that he could improve some of that stuff.
3: All right, we'll, we'll dig in more into this Jalen Carter development. Again, he has, been, um, he has been cited for misdemeanors, for reckless driving um, in, a, um, in the, in the uh, road racing incident that uh, led to the death of one of his teammates. We'll dig more into that next. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast.
0: Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610.
3: All right, we're live in Florida. Uh, We are here at spring training brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. If you you missed it, the big news that just came out in the last few minutes, Jalen Carter, potential number one overall pick in the draft, defensive tackle out of Georgia, has, um, has had arrest warrants issued uh, for him for reckless driving and racing. The athens Clark County Police Department has secured arrest warrants for Jalen Carter, age 21, for reckless driving and racing. This is tied to an incident back on January 15th in which it looks like Jalen Carter was racing, drag racing with one of his teammates. Teammate ended up dying along with a Georgia staffer, a female staffer, died in a car crash. Jalen Carter walked, walked away from it, but I, that to me is a big question. I'm going to read what the police report has here, and then we can dig into what the questions are, because this is a big, big development with the Combine starting up this week with what a lot of people think is the best player in this draft, and obviously the Texans are picking second in this draft. The investigation found that Chandler LaCroix, who was the driver that, that died in the crash, driver of a 2021 Ford Expedition, and Jalen Carter, driver of a 2021 Jeep Trackhawk, were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly after leaving downtown Athens at about 2.30 in the morning. So this is middle of the night this is taking place.
4: Trackhawk has a 707-horsepower engine, by the way. Is that a lot?
3: Way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a powerful <laughs> yeah. vehicle. Yeah. The evidence demonstrated that both vehicles... Okay, get ready for this. Switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists, and drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt... To outdistance each other. Evidence indicated that shortly before the crash, the Expedition, which was LaCroix's car, was traveling at about 104 miles per hour. The toxicology report indicated that LaCroix's blood alcohol content was 0.197 at the time of the crash. That's two and a half times the legal limit in most places. Investigators determined that alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed. Were significant contributing factors to the crash. The case will be given to the Solicitor General's Office. Hmm. That's the end of the news release that's been put out on this. So my big question that I have, Seth, is what happened to Jalen Carter after this crash took place? Yeah.
4: In was, the- what was
3: his blood alcohol content? Did he just drive away? Did he? Stick well, around? yeah, the
4: failure to render aid is a big thing. Um, you know, it, it, especially when aid might have. Help save a life. Yeah, um, yeah. That's and, where did he go? Yeah, yeah. Like where, like, yeah, where did he go? Yeah, and how uh, did he get there? This is uh that that's actually, and like this is a big deal, um, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I guess. Once did did teams know about this though? Like this is uh, like, you always wonder exactly how do these things? What what was the date on it?
3: January fifteenth. Yeah. I'm going to guess some teams knew about this. Yeah. Or that it might be coming.
4: So it's January 15th. Look, if you're,
3: it's not to interrupt you, it's Georgia. Yeah. This just in, Georgia has a lot of players drafted. I don't, I don't know who LaCroix was, the player. Yeah. But if I'm hearing about a drag race at Georgia and I'm a scout, knowing that there's about 12 guys on the Georgia football team, yeah. I, especially if I'm picking high in the draft, yeah. I'm probably going to make a few phone calls just to see if anybody else was involved right. that might be on my draft board. So, so to answer your question, yeah, I'm guessing – Some of them probably did. So so
4: this turns into okay. um, Where are the Ravens picking? Uh, (laughs) Twenty-two. So the Ravens will get Jalen Carter at (laughs) twenty-two. The the Ravens are really good at picking up guys either because uh, because they don't run a fast forty at the combine, which is what they did last year with uh, with Kyle Hamilton. That's right. Um, You know, Kyle Hamilton was a top-five guy until he ran a slow forty, and uh, and as soon as he ran the slow forty, I knew for a fact that the Ravens were going to somehow end up with him. You called I that. tweeted it. You I've t- got t- it on record. You said
3: it for two <laughs> it months before. During the
4: combine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he ended up, thanks with some help from the Texans, Yeah, uh, the, the Ravens ended up with Kyle Hamilton. The uh, I don't think it's fair to say that it's because of character concerns that all, a lot of their other guys have slid to the Ravens, but the Ravens are not afraid to take a distressed is that, asset. How
3: big a character concern is this if you're a I scout or a GM? It
4: comes down to, okay, the pattern of behavior. And, and this is where I wonder where, I think it was McShay that made some reference to Jalen Carter, uh, possibly having character concerns, and then McShay got crushed for it because that's what you do. Um, These are just nice college kids. How could you say that about them? So I don't know if McShay knew something about this or if there was more to the picture. So I think if this was a one-time occurrence and Jalen Carter otherwise has been a stand-up dude, then I think a lot more teams... Well, you know, want him to have a good explanation for exactly what happened and why he left the scene of it. If he was if if these facts are true, Boy, um, I mean, but if there's more to it or if it's a pattern, then they're going to be really nervous about it. That's the first it. thing. If, yeah. if,
3: if, if this is all the information, I, I'm guessing NFL yeah. teams have more information than we know right yeah. now about this. But let's pretend they don't. If this is all the information we have, like if, if one of my first meetings is today with Jalen Carter and I'm Nick Casario. That's one of the first things I'm asking is where where were you after that? Where did you go? I'm reading this. Yeah. Did you? What was your blood alcohol content that right, night? Were you right. drinking that night? Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask him. And 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 boy, if the truth is, yeah, I was drinking also. Then that's a huge problem.
4: It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it would the 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 track hawk would have been a bigger part of this story. You know, a lesser of importance, but a bigger part of the story in that, like, okay, how did he afford that vehicle, necessarily? Um When now, with NIL, it's it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Plus, this was after his last season. I mean, he could have yeah. accepted an advance from his agent or something, yep. but... um Just the actual the actual fact is a huge story, man. I mean, this
3: is the number one overall pick in the draft. And and if I've been saying my take on the combine this week and I don't think Jalen Carter was going to do a lot at the combine this week. My guess is he was waiting for Georgia's pro day. I think I'd seen that reported that he wasn't going to do much. Now I wonder, does he do interviews like what's what are you telling Jalen Carter if you're his agent at the combine this week?
4: Oh, because you, you got fi- to well, they've sit had down. A-
3: Can you use the police report as a reason yeah. or the, the this arrest as a reason to not do interviews? He's or?
4: got an answer for it. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if he's because they've had time, obviously, to, to figure this out. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess he's probably going to have to say that I can't because it's an ongoing legal matter. And uh, the, so that's teams, not ideal. Are, teams are going to be asking some hard questions, but he won't be able to give those answers. Yeah, yeah that's a bad. And it's going to come off looking really bad for him even though he really isn't he can't be allowed to answer questions yeah. uh, it's almost kind of then the other part of it too is like does he still answer the
3: questions does he somehow screw that up well and of it these up? guys all do a press conference where the media is asking questions yeah. of them you know Yeah. so there's a lot man that, that's that's uh there's a lot of moving parts for Jalen Carter right now as far as the Texans go one of the things I said going into this combine that Texan fans should be hoping for, Texan fans that want Bryce Young yeah. should be hoping for, which I think is a majority of Texan fans right now, that one of the things they should be hoping for, if you are fearful of the Colts leapfrogging the Texans and getting Bryce Young, you want the Bears to feel like we have to stay at one. We can't mess around with trading back. We love XYZ players so very much. Yeah. And my feeling had been they need to fall in love with either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Not both, just one, because then you feel like we can't miss out on this one guy. Yeah. I feel like Carter was the more potential wowable player for the Bears. And now it's probably now it's probably Will Anderson. And who knows? I mean, to your point, Seth, like where this thing goes. Look, on paper, it's a couple of misdemeanors. Yeah. But the story and what we just read is pretty freaking disturbing if you're an NFL football team when it comes to decision making of a guy, as you pointed out, either on the air or off the air. Yeah. You're about to give $20, $30 million guaranteed to as a top pick I, in the I draft.
4: The one thing about the Bears is that I wonder if, um, you know, the Bears, the Bears have institutional knowledge of just how little and awesome. Defensive lineman can help you as a team, <laughs> you know. Uh, like they've got they've a lot of good defense. Khalil Mack. Yeah. It, it just it doesn't. Um, it, like they they wasted a really good defense even recently yeah. and not gotten anything out of it so i don't know how much they're going to fall in love with a defensive player to the point where they turn down a good trade turn down or a what few have draft you. picks yeah draft so I, that one hasn't really sold me on it i mean yeah. like we know that here in houston when jj watt was at the peak of his powers the texans went uh, two and fourteen. Right. It's just a defensive player can only help you so much compared to a quarterback or yeah. somebody else.
3: Yeah, and I mean, and obviously, yeah. the the what what they get offered factors into I, it as well. Yeah,
4: I think Jalen Carter. Now the interesting question would be: Okay, if Jalen Carter falls to twelve, what do you think the Texans do?
3: I don't. We, yeah. I mean, it just we've got like I, the tip of the iceberg as far as information. I would say no. This is
4: okay. See, these are always hard ones for me because like the consequences. It's kind of like okay, you know the way it's it's kind of weird that like the the punishment for attempted murder is so much lower than actually pulling through on a murder because the intent is the same. And if you're attempting a murder, it's a pretty bad thing. Yeah. Um with something like this where it's a tragic tragic outcome but the actual crime might be a couple of a couple of dumb kids racing their vehicles um, like it's not anything that a lot of young dumb kids haven't done before. It's not. It's just, so like I don't know exactly how much they should be penalized. Uh, if I'm gonna look at it and say, okay, is the guy a bad dude because he was drag racing? Like, uh, I don't know. John Travolta did a like vaulted to fame off of a movie where he was drag racing.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I um, and
4: Jalen Carter dance as well as
3: John Travolta. I don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe who knows. I don't know, man. I, I, if it were me, I would say no thanks. I, it's just, it's you, you know, you've got the combine coming up in a month, like, and you're you're out there, and the description is like them overtaking motorists and weaving in and out of lanes. 0.197 yeah. blood alcohol content.
4: His well, Lacroix was.
3: Lacroix was, but Jay I'm saying hard as like, we don't
4: know what it is. Y- yeah, blood I'm just saying,
3: right, right, right. No, I, yeah, I should have pointed. I, that I'm out. just saying, like, this
4: is one of those things where, like, because it happens with DUIs all the time. Like, yeah. are you really gonna? Are people really going to sit on a high horse and act like everybody who gets a DUI is the worst person who ever lived when they know many people close to them who have definitely driven well intoxicated but not gotten caught I get what it, you're you know? saying
3: the the part when you brought this up before the part that you pointed out to me is the most salient part which is you're about to give the guy a ton of money right yeah, right, yeah, yeah. that's that's, a, that's the from risk a, from a very practical standpoint like yeah. all right wait a second like okay the guy couldn't handle a track hawk is Yeah, I'm not applying <laughs> for a job with accounts receivable with some company I'm applying to be a 30 million dollar defensive tackle in the NFL I mean,
4: okay so likewise okay you know Richard Sherman got arrested for driving at breakneck speed through a construction zone because he didn't know where the hell he was because yeah. he was so out of it right that's a guy that had a very productive nfl career and made a whole bunch of money he did so you like that I was don't, at the end of his career like, i honestly think and that's the hard part of it there's a pr component too but you almost have to separate the consequences of this this incident from like the actual incident if you're evaluating itself. carter and like all right is this guy a bad dude and that's where it goes back to yeah oh wait yeah yeah, Jalen Carter if it's the yeah, wow, Jalen Carter has like multiple war- or, like traffic arrests or what have you and he's just reckless. Yeah, yeah, by all means. Yep. If it was a one-off occurrence then it's a different deal. All
3: right, we'll talk to John Lopez, get his thoughts on this and uh, Landry Locker, they're in the loop. You got them top of the hour. We'll get you set up for today's game here in spring training between the Astros and the the um god who is it today the red Sox is who they're playing today we'll get you set up for that we'll be out there live all day today here in florida that is next
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role
0: John Deere presents live from West Palm beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy sports and outdoors. It's pain and Pendergast on sports radio. 610.
3: A lot of reaction to this Jalen Carter story. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia, uh, potential number one overall pick in the draft. If you missed it, arrest warrants issued for him, uh, in Athens, Georgia for, um, his role in a drag racing incident that resulted in one of his teammates in a Georgia staffer dying in a uh, car crash. A lot of questions still to be answered with this, but some of the reaction on the trailer wheel and frame, uh, text page, um, the Ravens are about to draft. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate that. Uh, Ravens are about to draft this guy. Cause they know the most important thing is being a good football player. This is why they've been so good for so long. They just don't care because they know they can develop him as a man. These other teams are too scared to try. I don't know if we know enough about this particular case yet to know where Jalen Carter is as a person and everything, other than it may impact his draft stock for sure. To that end, we've got multiple texts on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Wondering if he may now fall to twelve. Right, right. (laughs) Which is, which is. I I don't know. I don't know if it's a reaction I'm having right now, but I understand the reaction by football fans, especially a football fan base is starved for wins as the Texans fan base is. And to be
4: fair to the Ravens, it's not like the Ravens have just taken nothing but character issues and concerns. they the the distressed
3: assets they take are distressed for other reasons than just character stuff. Usually,
4: and most of the time, like okay, well. Terrell Suggs is an interesting one because Terrell Suggs it ran a bad forty. Um, some of them are characters, <laughs> but yeah. Sure. But well, no. But uh, the big one yeah. and the most noteworthy one was that he ran a bad forty after like setting an NCAA record for sacks. Right. Um. There may yeah, have been yeah, more yeah. to it than just that, but Terrell Suggs obviously worked out for Great. For, for the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. And he was still a tenth pick overall, but he. Like, going back on it, he should have been a top three pick. Yeah. Um, and that's where he'd been projected until the slow 40 and all of that. But, yeah, a lot of – I mean, it's it's funny. I think the the Ravens kind of – when they talk about character, it's very much about football character. And a lot of guys that all have awesome football character, like Jonathan Ogden and Peter were like awesome dudes, you know, yeah, yeah. like the reverse uh, – but they also recognize when a guy – Falls for some reason, it's a bargain to be had. Yep. And um, I wouldn't be surprised. If this doesn't... With Jalen Carter, this incident doesn't say anything about violence against women or anything. It's a tragic situation, obviously. But it's... It's um, really dumb. It's Yeah, it's really dumb. I <laughs> yeah. guess that's more of the biggest concern is, all right, I'm not sure we... Can we trust the guy to behave himself once he's got a boatload of money? Yeah, and out there, that with. would be the
3: thing most concerning I, yeah. to me is he did this and when he did it, like he, he you know, you're I, a, a month away from talking to all. Yeah, I guess I just
4: I don't know. Like where I am on this is, with a lot of stuff like this is like, all right, I don't know. I drove like an idiot when I was a young man too. Um, like so, I try to put it through that filter. Yeah, and say, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I was, I don't know if I was, I didn't get have a bunch of, you know. Like, this is extreme. Arrest or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like, when I see that somebody got arrested going like 110 miles per hour, and, I, and people act like, like, oh my gosh, what a monster. I'm like, well, I don't, I've gone well over 110 miles per hour before. Yeah, like, I
3: don't, uh, I, am I a monster? What, I don't feel like I'm a monster. What I would say, and I know you yeah. know this, is, is there's a difference between going 110 miles an hour on the highway yeah. straight away, yeah. and you just lose track of, you know, you get a, a lead foot. Versus going 104 miles, 110 miles an hour yeah. while you're weaving in and out of traffic at 2.30 in the morning racing a teammate right, on right, back roads right. in Athens, Georgia. I've never raced
4: like that. Though. Yeah. yeah, I'm too scared. So now I'll, now I'll claim that I'm better than too everybody.
3: Too scared. Listener <laughs> says I come across as holier than thou sometimes. Hmm. Probably true.
4: I guess, I, I again, I don't know exactly what the circumstances are and exactly like what Jalen Carter was doing. There's a lot of stories about what LaCroix was doing with a really high... Uh, blood BAC, alcohol and content yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't... I, yeah, I'm curious. I think this one is going to really matter on what the details of the case are before some teams say flat out, no, we're not, we don't like him. Now, Todd McShay got a whole bunch of heat for, from people for saying that, uh, that there were going to be character concerns with Jalen Carter... Back in January, yeah. and people yeah. crushed him and said, no, he, he bought he, food for the non-scholarship uh, players and yeah. all these other things. I wonder if Todd McShay
3: had uh,
4: some inkling of this to come. I guarantee he did. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm,
3: I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Um Let's uh let's go up to the uh, studio. We're here in Florida, West Palm Beach. Thanks to Shoppa's John Deere for bringing us here. Back in Houston is John Lopez, who is in studio right now. John, how you doing?
1: I am great. This whole thing just makes me sad more than anything. I mean, yeah. sad for what happened, Sad for him. Sad for that it came out now. Sad that uh, that 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 this happened. Uh, I thought y'all's discussion there was great. Um, and also, you know, the, the other part of it is going one hundred and five, hundred and ten 105 110 miles an hour and someone ends up dead. I mean that that that, right, that, yeah. that, that that's the big the big difference there.
3: Yeah. Well some uh, a couple of people have pointed this out and Seth you you pointed this out earlier about the 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 charge of failure to render aid cuz that's my big question John is okay this statement that the police put out doesn't it doesn't give any inkling of where Jalen Carter was once this crash took place. Did he leave? Did he drive away? Did he stay? Was he drunk? All these things. If he was drinking, is this a college town cop that maybe said, hey, Jalen, why don't you get out of here? We know you got the draft coming up. I think these things are all definitely in, potentially in play. Um, and, and what a texter points out is, man, this thing could this this may not be the last we've seen. This could lead to further charges, like failure to render aid and things like that. That's the that's the fear, I guess, for Jalen Carter is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, yeah, for
1: sure, or yeah. the other side, you know, the other side was, here's a 20 year old kid that got scared and panicked, uh, you know, yeah. and that and that's why it's so so dicey uh, to 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 just make judgments here, and and boy, the timing of it was just awful.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, couldn't, couldn't be worse for for uh, for Jalen Carter.
4: Uh, he might his draft status might fall, and his ceiling might end up being U.S. Senator uh, at some, <laughs> some point here. Now, the whole spectrum learned about Jalen Carter. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Hey, John, we were talking earlier in the show uh, about quarterbacks, um, as we will each and every day from now until the draft. Uh, Anthony Richardson. And it looks like we, Seth was saying that, you know, Nick mentioning Jalen Hurts yesterday may have some experts sort of connecting the dots with Anthony, Anthony Richardson and the Texans a little bit, which I think is a fun angle to go with. Um, how much do you think Gerard Johnson would savor the opportunity to take a, a, an unmolded piece of clay like Anthony Richardson versus maybe a more finished product? Like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Well,
1: I think it would be enormous for him. I mean, that's what he did. Uh, you know, he, he kind of got his his entry into the NFL as a coach because he worked for, I want to say, four or five years uh, in the Elite 11 camps dealing yeah. with, uh, you know, some star, star quarterbacks. In fact, he's dealt directly and has a very good relationship with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I mean, he still talks with them a lot. I'm not sure on Anthony Richardson. I would have to to check on that. But I can guarantee you, I mean, that, that, that's what Gerard is known as, like the yeah. teacher, you know, the the, yeah. the guy who he's so smart and, and the guy who knows all the intricacies. He's worked with a bunch of different uh, uh, quarterback experts, uh, et cetera. No, I think he would absolutely relish that.
3: What's going on on the show today, dude?
1: Well, uh, on on uh, brighter news, I mean, the, the, the love that D'Amico Ryan is getting at the combine yeah. is is head spinning. I mean, I, good. I, I, I'm to the point where... I don't think he'll fail. I mean, I mean, I'm like the people that are endorsing this cat, and the things that they are saying. That's not normal. That's not normal stuff that they're saying about a new coach. I mean, everybody's complimentary. Uh, so there's that. Addis Blaine joins us. You guys are familiar with his work this week. Yes. Uh, I know he spoke with. Uh, I know he spoke with Alex Bregman, who has yet yeah. to experience the pitch clock, and he got some stuff on that. Um and uh, boy, we got our cup runneth over. This whole character concerns things. Of course, Will Anderson. We're going to hear from him, another guy at the top of the board, and something that uh, Landry uh, slept on that Casario said that makes him think a lot about something important with the Texans.
3: Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we're anxious to hear all that, and obviously, D'Amico Ryan's at noon during your show today. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. Good stuff. All right, John. Have a great show. Appreciate you. As always, John uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig, you've got them for the next four hours. Seth, antibodies and spring training baseball to you, my friend. Antibodies and a pina colada to you. yeah, yeah, homemade with all these damn coconuts that we've got here. All right, we're done. We're out of time. We are off to go watch the Red Sox and the Astros. Keep it tuned all day long here to Sports Radio 610. Keep our social media at the forefront for you as well as we will keep you – Tuned into things going on down here in Florida. Big thanks to Shopas John Deere again for sending us down here. Academy Sports and Outdoors as well. Thanks to Ben Gary for producing us. Parker Hillis for engineering us. All of you for listening. We will see you tomorrow at six a.m. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks.
2: Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.